You are listening to Dial H for Heroclix, and we are the Sexy Smith Cousins. It'd be nice if we were brothers so I could say Sexy Smith yeah, siblings. Yeah, work. So I could get the full alliteration. You are actually listening to Dial H for Heroclix, not just the Sexy Smith. Goodness, what's going on there? We are severely lacking our typical sexiness provi- provisions. Though. I'm just going to go on a limb here and say for someone who can't shut the hell up about me not being here, he sure as hell has been absent quite a bit recently. Mr. Drew Alderson's not with us today. Hypocrite. Um, and if that's not upsetting enough to you listeners, <laughs> I lied last week when I said we would be covering the Toolkit series today. Because we decided to go ahead and do a Flash Sealed Advice episode before we get into the Meta Toolbox series. The amount of disappointment in one week we have provided our listeners is unparalleled. If they don't, if they don't just you know throw, stop listening to us, throw their oh, I was going to go further and say throw their iPhone out the window at this point. Uh, we haven't done our job. What we're going to do today is is there any other news besides just that Flash is out? I really don't think there has no. been anything. Yeah. Okay. No news, anybody. I've literally posted nothing this week. So. A first on Dial H for Hero Clicks. No news section. So we're just going to get into main topic and then some uh, community. Uh, what we want to do for our sealed is what we've done the past few times when a set comes out and we cover it for sealed is we take each rarity and then we break down what are the top picks. That we say, if you pull this, it's almost a must-play, you know, oh, yeah. for each slot. And what we've been doing and what we did for this one, this set as well, is we cover the commons in their own section, the uncommons in their own, and then the rares, super rares, and primes we all lump together in one category. Because they're about the same distribution-wise. Um, You're going to get one of them in your booster. <clears throat> yeah. So from... And there really, there's no point in covering every prime every chase the chances so real quick before we get into it let's talk about the set in general distribution from what i've heard and what i've seen is a, a chase per maybe one in two cases at the best but it looks more like one in three cases from what i've heard from people who have opened 20 cases or more the stores and websites and youtube channels and stuff seems to be more like one chase per three cases, which is total complete bullshit, in my opinion, but whatever. I can't complain because I actually pulled one. Yeah, um, someone uh, someone brought up a point both on the forums and on our Facebook group that um, the average chase, like, it's the same number of cases to complete the full chase set as it would be for Guardians, but it still sucks because there's only three to get. Like, I'm not happy with that distribution at all. Then uh, primes, though, it seems like the prime distribution is slightly up. From what I've heard from people, they are getting an average of two primes per case. So ten, per brick, yeah. So That's typically you have a prime in each brick, or if you have a chase case, then the brick that has the chase in it will just have the chase, and the other brick will have two primes. So that I'm not 100% certain on. We'll have to see over the next few weeks as more cases get unboxed. Uh, uh, but as we covered before, sculpting is very good on this set. I, I still think I'm going to stick with Mage Knight, though, for my favorite set. I mean, I've opened, I have a brick now of Flash, or nine boosters of Flash, so just under a brick. And the sculpting is very good. There are some standouts, of course, but I, I really still think. Sorry, listeners, I'm popping a piece out of a booster. Right now. I still think Mage Knight is better. So, I've got some clicks here. I mean, a lot of the flashes look cool, but we've seen similar effects to this already. I really like that Cobalt Blue's wings. Cobalt Blue looks Cobalt Blue looks cool. Uh, oh, dude, the detail in his armor is pretty sweet, too. The super rare zoom that I pulled looked really awesome. There, I mean, there are a couple standouts. Weather Wizard looks really cool. The fact you haven't mentioned Mirror Master makes me want to punch you in the dick. Well, Mirror Master, it's cool that they did it, but, I mean, look at him. He's right here in front of us. It's not... Too exciting or tough to pull off. That's it's cool, but it, that's not impressive. I mean, look at him; he's just laying down all sexy like now. I get put him sideways. That's true. It looks like he's <laughs> laying on a, a mirror bed, which I imagine him and Rainbow Raider. <laughs> they have a mirror on the ceiling of the bedroom and a mirror on the bed, like the beds. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. So think of the just possible. Think of the, 
Without getting into too much grotesque detail, think of gratuitous detail, I should say, all the possibilities of a man who can open portals from No, all I don't even want to get into this. Angles and <laughs> locations. Anyways, what we want to do is uh, start with the comments, and we'll each name two. It, we'll, we'll each name two and break down why, and then we'll name a couple kind of honorable mentions. Fine with me. So I'll let you kick it off with you. Who do you think's the best common for sealed? The best sealed common? If we're talking one that I pull that I can almost guarantee I'm going to throw on a team, I'm probably going to go with the uh, Star City Researcher. I have first-hand experience, Mr. Austin Smith. Star Labs Technician. Star Labs Technician. Close enough. Whatever. Star City, Star Labs, Star whatever. Yeah, um, we've talked before how ridiculously important uh, good um, support pieces are in sealed and having good filler. Because if I had a dollar for every sealed team I freaking played where I've ended 50 points short or something because I just didn't have anything to fill in that last gap, like, I could play a whole sealed for free. That's, like, 20 damn times now. The freaking best thing about this piece, though, is you're looking at a sidestep TKer for 33 points. That alone is awesome. Her keywords are really, are not like amazing or anything, but Metropolis is easy to fit in this set. Um, there's a couple Star Labs pieces and a lot of scientists. A couple, isn't there a Flash that's scientist? Yeah. I think so. Uh, um, her damage power is really good. Uh, you can give her a power action to give an adjacent character precision or toughness. Which precision strike is very useful in this set. There's a lot of super senses. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, her second click is a 14 defend support click. So I actually played this chick uh, Wednesday. I did a sealed. I went two and one, and we'll talk about my pieces as they come up. But I did pull this chick, and as soon as I saw her in the booster, I, I was like, "Well, you're you're definitely going in here." TK is exceptionally valuable in in sealed. Yeah, high um, hypersonic piece. You know, you already have a fifteen movement. I will say it's not as valuable in this set as it is in other ones, just because there's so much high movement already with all the hypersonicers, you know. But she does help one very uh, big sealed piece that we're going to talk about later, Turtle. Uh, this technician helps you get around Turtle, which is very important because Turtle can be a humongous pain in the ass. And she pretty much is the only source, aside from like the Chase Phantom Stranger, like she's like the only source of TK. And then, like Austin said, pushing her on to being able to support on the second click is really good. And there aren't many medics either, so... She is vital. I, I agree. If you pull her, you have to play her. I realize I stole yours, actually. I had two different ones for mine, but go ahead. Well, mine, uh, mine is another piece that I actually pulled, luckily, and that was XS. And she is just like an all-around... She's a, she's a good hybrid piece. She's a supporter, and she's a, an attacker. She also has one of the most useful movement powers of all time in the entire game of hero clicks so excess is number four she's a wild card first of all she's only 82 points like the perfect range for a supporter slash attacker secondary attacker uh future legion of superheroes and speedster keyword there's a lot of speedsters so it's potentially you could uh, make a theme team with speedsters she has a speed force trait you already know what that does but the other part of her trait is pretty useful, especially when coupled with her special movement power. Uh, if she gets one speed token, she can use sidestep. If she gets three, she can ignore characters on movement. If she has five, she can go through blocking. Uh, really, all you really want to get with her is just try to get that first one. That's the main thing. You want the sidestep. Because she has a uh, wing ability that lets her carry. She can use hypersonic speed. She can carry characters regardless of their speed symbols if they share a keyword with her. Damn. But most importantly, XS doesn't modify her speed value from carry. Friendly characters occupying or adjacent to squares moved through by XS can also be carried, even if not adjacent to her at the beginning of the move. Oh, damn. I stopped reading that, like, basically at the doesn't modify speed value. Yes. Holy crap. So there were times I would TK out my um, somebody who's not a high mobility piece, like somebody like a girder or something like that. TK out a beefy character, smash somebody in the face, 
Exodus runs up, hypersonics, pops him, finishes him off, grabs Girder on the way back, and rushes back to the back of your team. Like it's ridiculous. Not only that, she has prob. Prob and sealed is like a humongous advantage. I knew like an ability like this was going to end up in the set somewhere. She has prob on three of her five clicks, including her starting click. Uh, She loses the hypersonic on clicks four and five. She gets regular charge, but. I played her. I suggest to you guys, if you pull her, you absolutely need to try to fit her on the team. And also, wildcard. We're going to be talking about wildcard a little bit with this set. Very useful. I built basically a wildcard abuse team. I had uh, two, uh, let's see, two wildcards and then the hypertime team ability, which is copyable and which is very useful in the set with all the hypersonicers. And the um, uh, JSA team ability which lets you defend with multiple people so wild cards actually can and there's a i think there's a mystic shades of mystic and i want to say there's one more other mystic so calculator pretty useful in this set uh austin who's your number two common it was a really hard toss-up there's two of them i really like but one's really situational so i'm gonna go with a ragdoll actually um once again he's wild card which you were just talking about there's a lot of good potential for wild cards here especially if you have a mystical character on your team um, he's 60 points in Justice Society, Keystone City, Opal City. Plasticity, Combat Reflexes, Shape Change. Which, this is a hypersonic set. Plasticity is amazing. And on top of that, he has a special trait. Characters that move in a square adjacent to Ragdoll, and then a square not adjacent to him, are dealt one unavoidable damage after actions resolve. So, now I have a rules question here. Do, does that work with Flyers? Do Flyers... Okay, flyers would have to stop from regular plasticity. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Because, see, that's that's a common misconception, and that's I think that came up Wednesday. Flyers, when they move, you know how they can move? They don't have to stop when they get next to characters, but they have to break away normal. Yeah. Well, they don't have the symbol that says improve movement, ignore characters. Yeah. I don't know why I just And those are two different yeah. things. And people in their head, they think that they're the same, but they're not. It's They're two different things. Not only that, hypersonic gives you the version that flying gets hypersonic doesn't let you ignore characters either so any effects i mean like that just flat out i I like ragdoll a lot i mean that's one of those if your opponent outwits your plasticity to try to run by him they're taking an unavoidable damage Mm -hmm. like i can't see i can't really see a big situation unless they outwit that that trait's going to trigger he's also really hard to um to kill to just he's an amazing period yeah (laughs) shape change is actually pretty legit in this set there's not a lot of ranged pieces and so people are usually hypersonicing or charging up to hit you, and if they do, they wasted an action when they try to hit you. With I realize this trait would trigger off breakaway if they moved in one square that was still adjacent to him and then out. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's just a great tie-up piece. You get him up there in the thick of thing. Nine movement. I mean, like, I know a lot of times we talk about 10s and 12s and 11s, but nine movement on a solid tie-up piece is nothing to really be scoffed at. I mean, like, that's enough to get him up in the action, get him tied up with everybody... And then just freaking sit there, like the asshole he is. Well, I don't know who to choose for my number two, because you stole Ragdoll. I'm sorry. And then you stole my secondary that I brought, just in case, with Starlab's Technician. So, I have a few written down here. Max Mercury, I think, is pretty good. The Trickster, the version that has Precision Strikes, good. Chill Blaine and Swift. I think I'm actually going to go, since I have to pick one, I think I'm going to go with Max Mercury, if he's up here. I think he's number... He's one of the first ones. There he is. Number three, Max Mercury. And he's not as exceptional as the three that we just talked about, but I but think for an 82-point piece, I think for 82 awesome. points, he's solid. For one, he has willpower. This set does not have much willpower at all. In most of my matches, not a single piece on the board out of both teams had Indomitable. And if it weren't for my Jay Garrick having starting willpower, like neither of a, either team would have willpower. So it's a willpower is very useful in this set. Uh, he has the Speed Force trait, of course. He has a second trait where at the beginning of your turn, you may remove any number of speed tokens from this card to heal Max Mercury of that many clicks. And that's why he makes my list. So he's just got storable steel energy. And he has seven clicks of life. Seven clicks of life for 82 points, and he can automatically heal. No rolls required other than him hitting attacks. And... 
his damage power is Speed Mentor. He can use Leadership as if he's 150. Again, that's going to help with the lack of willpower in this set. But only to remove an action token from a friendly character that can use Hypersonic Speed. Oh, that's only half, at least half the pieces in this set. Yeah. Or has a Speedster keyword. <clears throat> if he has no action tokens, re- increase his roll for Leadership by the number of his Speed Tokens. So he can get plus three, so he can potentially, once he has three or more tokens, succeed on a two to six. Hold on. Is a roll, is an increase of a roll countered by the rule of three? As far as I know, because there was the Justice League, um, there's an ATA that lets you do it, and I uh, increase your leadership roll, and I'm pretty sure they capped it at plus three. Um, My other common piece that I had that I was arguing over actually was Central City Police Officer. Um, it's tw- it's a 25-point enhanced police character that has plasticity. Right. I mean, like, you carry him with a flyer and freaking... That sounds useful, too. Um, uncommons. I'll start off so that you don't steal one this time. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Turtle. I already talked about Turtle a-, a minute ago. Actually, I think the two you picked were the two that I was going to, but I knew someone else was going to pick no matter what. You absolutely need to be wary of this dial and what this dial is capable of whether you not just in sealed either (laughs) whether you put yes not just in sealed and we'll get to him at the end of the sealed we'll quickly talk about you know these guys and this set and constructed but turtle you need to know this dial if you're going to be playing if you're going to be playing sealed flash you need to know what he's capable of because when you build your team you need to have a secondary idea of what are you going to do when you run into turtle again he's at the uncommon slot if you're playing in a sealed somebody at that venue is going to be playing Turtle. Uh, when we played, we had eight people. Two people had Turtle. So that's pretty good odds that you're going to run into him. And I did, and that was my only loss, was to Turtle and <laughs> Phantom Stranger uh, combo together, which was really Obviously nasty. Obviously, slow and steady won the race. It did. Turtle's 50 points uh, just has the Secret Society keyword, but his trait is exceptionally annoying. He can use plasticity. When another character... Moves at least five squares and actions resolve. Give them an action token. Now, uh, and on top of that, if you can't give them an action token, deal them one penetrating. I already brought it up before. There's not much willpower in this set. This is yep. this set is probably the least willpower I've seen of any set in recent in mem- in my entire memory since the, the old days. This set has like no willpower virtually. So. You already know he's pretty much causing you to take one damage, and it's it and gives you a second clause that says if they already have two tokens and you can't give them another one, then they take one penetrating damage. So that right there. Now, one thing to keep in, tr- in mind: it's another character. It's, a, not an, it's another right. So it do, it's going to count for your friendly people who are friendly to Turtle too. But this really slows down everybody in this set, whether even the non-speedsters. It really affects the game. And on top of that, he has stealth. All four of his clicks have stealth, and there's not much stealth busting in this set. Uh, he has outwit, too, which was very, very useful in for my opponent whenever we were playing. Um, then, after he loses outwit on his third and fourth clicks, he gets perplexed, but only to modify speed values negative three. So, very annoying. Um... Uh, there, you have to know, have a backup plan. That and this, like I was saying, when we talked about the technician. This adds a lot of value to the technician because she has TK, and TK is a placement, not a movement. So TK would not trigger turtle. <clears throat> it lets you get in on him. But again, he has stealth, so you gotta have some way to deal with it. With only four uh, force clicks, too, though. The thing about him is, if you get the chance, just to. Take those extra tokens and go for a big hit on him just to knock him out. Just make sure you kill him in one hit. And make sure you don't hypersonic him because of plasticity. So, it, and not only that, I think even if you killed him, it still would, you'd still have to take the yeah, damage the because results. the trigger happens when another character moves at least five squares. Yeah. Um, who's your number one for uncommon slot? Um, I actually really like Jenny Quantum. Um, she suffers from a lack of movement attack from the get-go, but she's a 95-point piece, um, authority and Stormwatch keywords, stealth, pulse wave, perplex, and then her trait, characters can't modify a combat value more than two, and each force can't use prob more than once each turn. So, 
while you're not going to run into a lot of extra prob probably in this, um, she stops speed force tokens from getting up to three, so you're slowing down your opponents a little bit. She's a solid pulse wave pin side piece, which there's not a lot of penetrating damage in this set. No. Um, but there doesn't need to be, but I'll get into true. that later. Um, and she's got plasticity for a good chunk of her dial, too, on top of that, and drops into outwit with a seven range on both perp and outwit. Uh, I do want to note, she's she doesn't stop them from getting more than two tokens, speed tokens, but she's, she does stop yeah. them from getting the plus one movement, yeah. or from getting more than plus two movement. Um, but for other things that trigger, like if you have three tokens, you get blah, blah, blah you'll still get that. Yeah. She's pretty good. Um, Pulse like for 95 it, Perplex is always useful in Sealed. Seven range is very good in this set, and that's in Stealth. So the, the thing that I think really would still make her use her points is the fact that she has invulnerability. Oh, yeah. Because as you hinted at, not much exploit in this set, and as I was going to hint at, there's no need for exploit or psychoblast in the set because she's one of the few characters that actually has invul or invincible. Like there is not everybody has super senses or willpower. Like if they have any, or, or sorry, super senses or reflexes, and a couple of the speedsters have willpower. Yeah. So when you do have invulnerability, it's actually really damn useful because a lot of these flashes and speedsters they they don't hit very hard anyways. So, yeah, she's, she's worth her points. I'd say my second one would be Tar Pit. Another anti-speedster character similar to Turtle. I've seen a pattern with a lot of our picks. <laughs> uh, Tar Pit's a wild card. And, he is one of the few characters in the set that has Endom. And what's this other thing that he has that we just touched on could be important? He has Invincible. So, he has a good reducer. He has Indomitable. And those two things put him ahead of the curve in this set. Then he has this awesome, amazing trait and special powers. His trait is when an opposing character targets him with a close combat attack, after the attack resolves, roll a d6, place living tar tokens on the attacker's card equal to half the result. So at worst, at least one. It's always going to be yeah. at least one. Once, for all characters with this trait, characters decrease their attack value by minus one for each living tar token on their card and they can be maybe given a power action to remove all living tar tokens from their card. Gee, that power action to remove them all kind of makes that weak, Hunter, right? Except no. for the fact that everyone in this damn set has will or has lack of will. Exactly. And you're making use essentially just end cap them without having to waste an attack trying to end cap yep. them. But on top of that, we talk, but we talk all the time in a re, in a format that doesn't allow resources or tactics. Anything that is modifiers like that, like that decreasing their attack value, is huge. Oh yeah, that's crippling. So, and, and then he can take a hit. He's got it because he has invincible. He has shape change as well, and then he has toughness for after that. And he also has plasticity with his special movement power. When he's given a move action, he is a little slow. He only moves six, but he ignores hindering and characters. Uh, when he's given a move action, place tar markers into the squares he has moved through. Other characters that enter a square with a tar marker must immediately end their movement. At the beginning of your turn, remove all tar markers. Now, oh. even if a character ignores characters on movement, they still would have to stop on these markers because it's the markers that are making them yeah. in their movement. It's not an effect of the character's position. Itself. You know what I realized is really fun about him? Uh, he has ignores characters. So when you're next to an enemy, you could just hop four squares yeah. and build a diamond around him. You, there's, he's going to be blast to play. <laughs> I cannot wait to play His him. sculpt is amazing, too. Have you seen it yet? Mm, I he's don't think so. He's basically just a pile of burning blackness, but he looks so cool. He's one of my favorite. Him and Murmur are like my favorite two new rogues. And I got, I, I actually may, I may have pulled a tar pit. I opened my boosters real quick here just a minute ago. Uh, and then he has poison and super strength, so he can actually hit hard. One of the, and he can pick up ultra heavies, being more than a hundred. He's one of the few heavy hitters in this set. So I think he's definitely very useful. If you pull him, I would. I would look at maybe playing him. If you could somehow get him and Turtle together... Game over. It'd be awesome. Um, who's your second uncommon? I like the uncommon Flash. Um, you're looking at an 18 defend on a character, which isn't bad. Uh, um, is it the 150 point one you're thinking? 130, I think. Okay, let me pull him up here. I think. Scroll up. He'd be right above Je He was the one right above Jenny. Do, 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 do. 
Not reverse flash. Where the hell is it? Right there. Oh, okay. Number 19. Yeah. 130 points, 13 movement, hypersonic, 18 defend. Speed force, of course. Um, he has traded super senses. Once per turn, you may remove a speed token to reroll his super senses. Like that. Um, his damage power is flash fact. If he has at least two speed tokens, he can use in power. If he has three, he can use enhancement. If he has at least four, he can use prop. He's not an absolutely amazing piece. But for 130, you're getting a really high hypersonic with an 18 defend um, and the potential for different support powers. What I like about him is he, he's a good secondary piece. You run him out there, his 13 movement, you run back and you in next to your guy so that way when they come at you, you both have 18s. And then on top of that, when we usually say someone's got a high defense, you don't want a high defense in super senses if you're trying to hit somebody. That's like a nightmare. You don't want to waste a big attack and have to hit and then not and then get through super senses on top of it. So like he doesn't have any dampeners, but he doesn't need them. Like he's just a pain in the ass to hit on top of all that. Um, he's got three damage on top dial, which is really good. Um, in in this set, that's pretty that's above average, I'd say. I, there's a lot of twos. Mm-hmm. Um, and an eleven attack, which is really good. And he has a police team ability. Yeah, that too. And as Justice we, League, which is so useful. <laughs> as we've been saying. Anything that can help your team get some modifiers going, negative or positive, is big in a no no tactics format. Yep. Um, so I, he's he's going he's going to get those speed tokens with that eleven attack. Um, the three damage ensures he's going to get some damage through if he does go up against any kind of reducers or anything. And then when he does get those speed tokens going, he gets into empower enhancement and prob. As I said, he's not. I wouldn't run him as my, like my primary attacker. But if I had this, if I had the points, like if I'm running a good like 140, 150 piece, I'd definitely consider him as a secondary attacker. I like him. I if he was a little cheaper, I'd be crazy head over heels for him. But yeah, I, I like if I pulled him, I definitely. I just realized he also him. ignores elevated. Some other, uh, and that's that's a good point, and can be really useful on the flash maps that you'll be using for sealed. Um, some other notables: the golden glider is pretty good. I, I thought. And, uh, was there any other notable uncommons that you wanted to list? It's kind of weird because, like, this whole set has a lot of really notable stuff. Pied Piper's really solid. It's hard to pick. And Captain Boomerang. Those were my other two. Because Boomerang has a Precision Strike Energy Explosion. Precision Strike's very good in this set. And he has good range with seven range, two bolts, and running shot. Um, alright. The last most important part and the one that's the hardest to choose your two pieces for god I looked through so the many. rare super rare prime can I go first so I can steal one I figure you're gonna end up picking oh I have a lot listed so good luck stealing okay. them all cause my absolute favorite if you which, pick my first one though I'm gonna punch you in the mouth man now I'm kinda torn between my two to decide which one I'm gonna pick that might be your first but uh Captain Cold okay go ahead I love that Captain Cold um Oh, man. He's got that ability where he places an ice block, and the ice block basically has plasticity. So, uh, to, to break it down, he's a 100-point calculator. Six range, double bolt, great choice of keywords. His trait is at the beginning of your turn, you may place an ice block special terrain marker within range and line of fire. Okay, it's not a free action, not a power action, just beginning of your turn, you may place one. So within six squares, you can place an ice block. When a character occupying or adjacent to one of these markers attempts to move... It must break away as if the marker was a character that can use plasticity and is friendly to Captain Cold. Hot damn. So, uh, hey, uh, or cold damn, heard that you're going to need to roll a six to get away from that damn thing. Hey, Hunter, is there any way that those markers ever leave the board? I don't see it, unless you have one of those nifty little agent guys that can remove them. <laughs> On top of that, his attack ability is he can use precision strike. When he hits with an attack, he may place an ice block terrain marker in that square. Hot damn. <laughs> And that's just hits. He doesn't have to damage or anything. I mean, precision strike would mean he damaged there no matter what. But once yeah, again, unless they had invincible and he and he uh, gave him only one. Hit. Yeah. And once again, precision strike. You're looking at a shit ton of super senses in this set. Yeah. Um, his damage power is I lead the rogues as much as anyone does. He can use leadership, and when he does, he may only remove tokens from characters with the rogues keyword, and they are considered a lower point value. So, I mean, like he's just solid. He, he's running shot six range. The trait and the attack power, they'll just absolutely make him. Seven clicks of life, too. Yeah. I, you're, 
If Austin would have picked him, I definitely would have picked him. He's, <laughs> he's just ridiculous. He's by far the best rare for sealed. He's one of the best rares for constructed, too. I really like him. I think he's awesome. I mean, like, that's just such a shutdown. Think about how many times you've been stuck next to a plasticity piece and you just can't get the fuck away from it. And him. that's not in Flash Sealed. That's not in, oh, everybody yeah. has hypersonic and really hates plasticity pieces. And that's the thing. It's just, are you within six squares of him at the beginning of my turn? I'm going to tie you up. So you better hope you get up next to me immediately or you're going to have issues. Um, it, it was really hard to choose for this. I really liked some of the other ones, Rival and Zoom and everything. I I ended up surprisingly, even to myself, after going back over all these guys again, I actually, for Sealed, I like Etrigan the best. Really? Uh, other than Captain Cold. Yeah, and I, I haven't taken too why. much of a look at it. As I said, at first I wasn't 100% sold, but after going back through and I was sitting breaking things down, I really like what he can do in Sealed. For one, he has Indomitable, we already said, not a lot of clicks can do. He has Reducers with Invincible, and he has he can keep healing back clicks. It's gonna, A lot of these pieces in this set hit for one or two, hit for th- maybe three, and they can't hit you really hard. Um, so the fact that he can heal clicks by using his trait... Uh, so the way his dial works is... Uh, when he's on a red click number, give him a power action and turn him to blue click numbers with the same value. So his red clicks are his human form, and his blue clicks are his demon form. When Etrigan has a blue click, so when he's in demon, demon form, form, give him a free action to turn him back to red click number one. That's going to oh, be key. damn, I didn't even realize that. You may only use one of these effects one of these effects during your turn. So you can't start human, switch to demon, then switch back to human. You can only do it one... You can only change one way or the other once per turn. Now, so he can heal, he has tons of reducers, and he has Indomitable. What team ability does he have? Double Mystics. (laughs) He has the Mystics team ability. Whoever typed this put Mystics twice. (laughs) Because they were like, Mystics? Oh, you know what it's called? Mystics? Yeah. I was going to say maybe it's because both forms, I realize they're both on the same dial. So even in Constructed, can you imagine having a piece, okay, I'm going to switch to Demon Form. Uh, I have Indomitable and Flight, and pretty much none of your characters do. Oh, I have 17 Invincible. Uh, oh, what's that? I have Probability Control on top of that. And, okay, go ahead and hit me. Oh, I have Invincible, you hit me for 6. Okay, I'll take 3. Uh, you take a Mystics. I'll go back to Human Form and heal up to full dial. Next turn, power action. And next turn, back. I'll be Demon again. I'll charge Blades, Probability, Control You, and uh, Exploit Weakness on top of that. And I'll take some Fries, too. Such a freaking monster, dude. So, <laughs> as lo- unless you can somehow one-shot him, which nobody in Sealed can do, really, honestly. Um, the only thing I can gonna think of... He's going to Mystics you to death. Yeah, the only thing I can really think of would be outwitting his Invincible, busting him good, and just ganging up on him. Who can hit for six in this set without a ton of perplexes? Not really anybody. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you play him right, if you, as long as you don't rush him willy-nilly out in the middle of the field and just let everybody gang tackle him, if you play him right, he's almost going to be unbeatable, I think. Yeah, that's a solid-ass 135-point piece. All right, you're number two. Right below it, actually. Uh, I like... Jeter's going to be happy with this one. I, I really like his Harley Quinn. See, I love it, but I think it's a, it's a it's an all-star for Constructed. I'm not sold on it in Sealed, though. Okay, so Harley has a ridiculous amount of keywords. She's 65 points or 50, calculator. Um, ignores hindering on characters on movement. Her trait is my puddin'. Once per game, choose a friendly character with a higher point value... The chosen character is Harley Quinn's Puddin'. She can use Perplex and Prob, but only to target them, and when they're KO'd, modify all her combat values plus one. And then she also has, when she has no action token, she can use Sidestep. All right. Um, her attack power is she can use Poison when she does. If she's adjacent to only one opposing character, it's Penetrating. And then her defense power is Combat Reflexes Super Senses. The reason I like her is because you're looking at a 50-point Prob perp, and in sealed, you're typically only going to have one big piece. You're really going to need to be probing and perping. Right. Um, she's really good filler because that 15 point gap between the two dials is really easy to swap through. Um, if you do play her on 65 points, she has stealth and outwit, which means she's outwit prob perp mm-hmm. for 65 points and wild card. Um, and then the attack power of if someone is adjacent to her, she and there's only one penetrating poison. I mean, for 65 points, that's an amazing filler piece with options. In this set, she doesn't even need the poison to be penetrated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I like... I don't want... Okay, I take it back. I don't want to say she's useless for sealed. I just think... I wouldn't put her in my top 
three or four. See, I, I was, was looking like, through the rares when I, I was do, looking through. You do bring up a good point, though, that in sealed, especially if you're playing 300, you're typically only running one main attacker guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're If you pull a zoom or a powerful flash or one of the prime flashes, it would be really useful to be able to perp and prop them with this 50-point Harley Quinn. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the typical team setup I kind of think of, like, on average, it's 150, 150 and sealed. You usually have three pieces, a primary, a secondary, and a good support piece. Um, I did play against one, and her stealth and outwit did give me trouble. Same way with Turtle. His stealth and outwit was very useful in the set. So. Yeah. Um, my second one, I couldn't decide. I wanted to do Rival, who's the common prime. He's exceptionally I good. <laughs> I ended up actually going with the Zoom prime. Or, sorry, the Zoom um, Super Rare, that, which I actually ended up playing. Uh, and pulling him and playing him. Um, let me pull him up here. There were a lot to choose from. There's actually a lot of oh, yeah. really good rares, Super Rares. and uh, Damn it, Hunter, why'd you group them all together? We could have just split them and gone on for another two hours. Never mind. Oh, sorry. I, I'm, got, I'm getting my... I'm crossing streams here. Uh, the Super Rare Zoom I've played is a different one. Uh, the the one I think is the absolute best is the Super Rare Prime Zoom. Uh, 053 Prime. So he's a Black Lantern as well. I really want this piece. Black Lantern's Monster and Speedster. 120 points. Has a Speed Force trait. He has a special attack. He has Indomitable. That right there puts him very valuable in this set. Oh yeah. But he has the special attack power that he starts with. Remove a speed token, choose either Exploit or Flurry. If you do, he can use Blades and the Chosen care Power as a free action instead of making attack while hypersonicing. Oh, gee, that sounds really... So, Hypersonic Blades Flurry or Hypersonic Blades Exploit. Um, he And that's going to help you get around all the Super Senses and the combat reflexes in this set. The Giving the Flurry and then the Blades is going to be nuts. Um... Then he has that for four clicks. For the last five clicks of his dial, kind of in the middle, he picks up this power. He can use Steel Energy. First of all, you just gave him the ability to get Flurry, and he can Hypersonic or, and do both while, he, while he's doing it. So, Hypersonic, Flurry, Steel Energy. Uh, when an opposing character is KO'd, doesn't have to be him that does it, heal him of one damage, and place a Speed Token on his card. Yeah, see? Did you see this guy? I tried to avoid picking a prime or a chase just because they're not gonna. It's not that like you're not gonna ever see them, but like I wanted to pick figures people would see very often. But yeah, I've seen him. He's absolutely retarded. <laughs> and then for his last three clicks of his seven click long dial, he can use regen and toughness. When he uses regen, increase the result of the d6 roll by half the number of speed tokens on his card. Oh yeah, that's that's cool, guys. That's cool. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, I really, really like this guy. I can't wait to get him. I He might even potentially have some meta potential. He's that good for his points. And yeah, 120 points for that. At the very least, he'll at least be a, a, black, a nice addition hey, to Hunter, your Black Lantern team. You know what goes really great with Flurry? Combat value modification. Hey, you know what we can do really easily with a Black Lantern? Combat value modification. Freaking Black Lantern power battery and ring on him. Then all of a sudden he's a 12-4 flurry on hypersonic. Some other notables, as I said, Rival, uh, Bizarro Flash. Bizarro Flash is kind of the best of both worlds. He's I really think you could play any of the primes from this. Like, Wait, all the all primes from this I set will, are ridiculous. This is the only set where I literally I have to own all of the primes from the set. I, I care way more about the primes than I do the chases. Um, Impulse is also pretty good. Flash 037A. Uh, Midnighter, very yeah. good. And uh, Engineer's not bad. Not bad either. So, in, conclusions for Sealed. Hypersonic, pretty balanced. This set's really balanced because there's so many good hypersonicers, but there's so many good plasticities. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... there's and there's a lot of cheap plasticity, too. That's another thing to keep in mind. Like, it, it's not just like, oh, everyone has plasticity. It's There's a lot of common, uncommon filler pieces that have it. No, other things to keep in your... <laughs> when you're building your team, other things to keep in mind... Not many reducers in the set, which is good for the hypersonicers because they don't have to worry about you know having to deal penetrating damage. Uh, but it's also bad because if they do run up against 
tar pit or somebody who has invulnerable or invincible or something, they have a lot of trouble dealing with them. And then not much willpower in the set either. So if you get an indomitable piece, if you have the choice between putting a piece on your team that has indom and one that doesn't, most of the time I'd, I'd go for the indomitable piece. Um, now, with all that said, and hopefully you guys got some solid advice from that, who in this set has meta potential? God, and there's, there's more than I thought there would be. My personal favorite, and one that I know, he has he, he'll definitely show up on teams... But he's more of a piece that because he exists, a lot of pieces are going to be played, and that's going to be Doctor. Um, Doctor is, let's see, he is an uncommon, right? They may not have him. No, he's posted on here. Also, I'll do the uh, control find, yeah. I just mean he may not be on the front page. I, he's either an uncommon or a regular rare. Oh, he's, oh, a, he's common. a common. There he is. Okay. So Doctor is either 110 points or 50. He's authority mystical. Um, if you pay the 110, he starts with running shot, pulse wave, ESD, and a special damage power. If you pay the 50, he starts running shot, pin side, barrier, prob. Not only on Let's just stop right there. No, hold on. On 110, you should mention what his special I'm damage power is. I'm going to get to that. pretty fucking good. <laughs> so his special damage power is he can use perp and prob and modifies his range value plus 3. So he has an 8 range per prob for 110 points. Um, he On his 50 point click, he picks that up on his second click. Um, but what really gives him his meta potential is his trait. Humanity is my tribe to protect. Characters can't use mind control as a free action or to target characters friendly to themselves. Characters using mind control are dealt one unavoidable damage after actions resolve. So, uh, hey brother voodoo. Suck my dick. <laughs> or Mole Man. If or was, Mole Man. If he was still in uh, um, what's uh, Black the Talon. Black Talon, yeah. I'll say this, though. I don't think he's really normal meta. Like, I don't think he's going to be played meta, but for local game, like, when there's a theme of a game going uh, at your local venue going on where if it's monsters and you expect, oh, everybody's going to be playing Mole Man. Or something like that. Like, this guy would clean house because you're. he's a great hard counter. I think he's going to be one of those pieces, though, that scares away people. Where it's not that he's going to be hitting the board a lot, but because he exists in those no-tactics ROC things where people are showing up with brother voodoos at the yin-yang, all of a sudden they might think somebody might show up and it's going to completely shut down my... Could be. I mean, the prob helps him. The barrier helps him. If that was TK instead of Psychic Blast... Oh, if that was Blast, TK instead of Psychic Blast, he'd I would say, hell yeah, ridiculous. he definitely will. But, yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, I We touched on it earlier. I think Turtle has some meta potential. Oh, yeah. If you're playing a game that's really synergetic with with the his play style, I, I don't really know anything off the top of my head that is exceptionally good, but I just think he opens up the the avenue for potential. And he's good for, for slowing team. down opponents. Like, I mean, that's what his job is. He keeps opponent. He buys you some extra turns. Another one that has a power worth um, mentioning is Jack Hawksmore. Uh, Jack is very uh, anti-Iron Pharaoh, anti-Phantom X, some other pieces like that. His trait is, at the beginning of your turn, if it's your third turn or later, deal one penetrating damage to each other character occupying any player's starting area so you're gonna con- you're basically putting a clock on how long that they can sit back in their starting area with Iron Pharaoh they're gonna have to move him up at least a little bit or if your opponent's playing Blind Al you can kill him with Jack starting with turn 3 and then run around like nothing's happening until the game's over and win on no points and then he has TK and Prob on top of that so he's, he can help support yeah I mean an uh, 85 point TK Prob with that is and then he turns into a pretty decent attacker as well and he uh, not only that when he turns to attacker he also has a special little uh, barrier board manipulation type power thing too that can be useful um, and we're going to discuss it I don't think it'll see meta I'm like pretty sure it's not going to see meta play but um, the uh, Argus Soldier has an ability where he can destroy special terrain markers within four squares. Yeah, so when I was in the Flash chat talking about this piece with some other people on the realms, and um, this is one of those powers where when I see it, this this is it. It sounds way better at first glance. Yeah, this is exactly like, oh, this guy's going to see tons of play. That power is so crazy useful. And then when we see it, 
when we think about it and we see it in action, it's too hard to pull off. And yep. I'm talking about Argus Agent. As Austin mentioned, he's number five. He's 45 points. And here's a cut. First of all, the first thing that takes away from his usability. It's not on the first click. not on the starting click. I didn't actually even notice that. His, his special power we're talking about is called cleaning up after the battle. He can use stealth, give him a power action, and remove up to four terrain or special markers within four squares from the map. So that can remove things like Iron Pharaoh's Falcon. And uh, who's the other one we were... Um, torpedo. Uh, the Silver Torpedo Centurion. of Silver Centurion. The problem, to be fair, that torpedo's never going to come within four squares. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's my problem with him. There's a couple things. There's like three main things that hurt him. It's not on a starting click. It requires a power action. And it is only four squares. It needs to be either a free action in four squares, or it needs to be a power action but within ten or something crazy. Because how... How are you going to get him into place and power action and be within four squares of the torpedo before it gets away? Yeah. I feel like the only thing I could feasibly see is... is TK. Yeah. You'd have to have a good free action TK to lob him up there. And, and that's out too much resources to put into to a counter a piece. Yeah. For a potential counter to something that you might not even run into. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I'm, he's got support down dial and stuff, but it's still not... It's cool, and I'm glad it exists... But I think this is like Science Police, where you look at that and you're like, that's the most broken thing I've ever seen in my life, and then does it actually even place in anything? No. no. And Science Police are even better than this guy. So I don't don't hold your breath. Um, but it's it's cool that that power exists in the, in the metagame. Um, and the piece we, we touched on earlier, the Star Labs Technician. Is the cheapest TK they've printed in a very long time, actually. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have any... Uh, Super useful meta-wise keywords, but just the simple fact that she's 33 points in TK means there's a little potential there to be And then, of course, the granting precision strike thing. It's not, like, amazing or anything. But it could be. But, yeah, it helps you get through some of those problems. Anybody else we're forgetting? I'm trying to think. I thought there was, like, one or two others. I mean, there's other ones that have potential, but I think those are the key ones that I wanted to touch on. The key, like, shutdown pieces. It's kind of like in Slosh where we got, like, White Witch. Where, mm-hmm. like, you can tell she was printed to hate on something in the meta. Uh, Doctor, I think, is really... It's not that he's... As I said, I don't think he'll see a ton of play, but he shuts down stuff. Um, the rest of the pieces are just solid all around. Like, I mean, you could see any of these show up on a team, and it wouldn't actually necessarily super shock me. Let's get into some community. So help me if one person mentions Fritos in any of these emails... You know, I I'm throwing your reverse flash across the room, which I like that sculpt a lot, by the way. I do too, but I'm not too fond of the dial. Uh, let's get into some mailbag. You know, I don't think we had any Fritos-related inquiries. Hello, freaking Luya! I got invited to an HC Realms chat the other day, and the first thing one bastard decides to say to me is Fritos are better, and I'm just like, I don't even want to talk to you people anymore. Let's go first to Facebook, where I know we had some. Uh, Renocon has a nomination for the value corner. We'll get back. We'll uh, and I I read the one he did, and it's one that we uh, we do love. So we'll definitely cover that later. Uh, Chad Van Horn on our Facebook page. He has a two part question. His first, my opinion on something, and then a question that ties into it. I attended a Flash Midnight release tournament. Got two boosters. Pulled Magenta in one, Deathstroke and Harley Quinn in the other. Awesome pieces. My girl Harley has been the focus of some heated debates in the community regarding her sculpt. Okay, first of all, let me stop here. Oh, God, here we go again. How many times do I have to fucking say this? Dude, the freaking WizKids thing gets posted. The first damn comment on it was some guy freaking... I want you... And he got deleted. Did you see me put the actual picture up? And they pulled my picture down. I'm not even joking. Really? Yes. Instantly. So... On HC Realms, Jake did a nice little interview, and they they put it on the actual official website too, the HeroClicks website. Uh, Jeter did a uh, interview. Yeah, here's me. I I actually put the picture here, and then they erased it in like a minute, <laughs> and so I linked it twice. Um, it is not a it's sculpt of a lap, lap dance. dance. It is from the back of the Arkham Asylum cover, uh, Xbox 360 cover. It's a direct reference. 
it's literally the exact same picture, just with her, just with Jeter instead of Profe- instead of Warden Sharp in the chair. But anyways, we digress. There, I, I will co- I will post copy and paste this image in the podcast description. To, so that hopefully nobody ever brings this up again because I'm tired. And anytime anyone brings it up, just shut them down on it. It's just it's annoying at this point. It's people finding controversy where there absolutely is not one. If you just hate the sculpt because you hate the sculpt, that's fine. But the people who are trying to turn it into a problem are just annoying. Anyways, he wasn't he yeah, wasn't no, no, complaining no. about it. He brought it up, so we wanted to touch on it. Um, but he's saying. I really like her sculpt and her dial even more. I never thought she looked like she was giving a lab dance, and to be honest, I think more than half the people who say this will probably have probably, probably had one known. to know what it looks like. <laughs> For my question, if you were world champion and got to design a figure, what figure would you select, and how would you be interacting with the figure in the sculpt? Mine would be John Constantine performing an exorcism on me, Ex- exorcism on me <laughs> with a red clear plastic demon coming out. See, that's actually a cool idea. I've always been privy to, like, uh, the Mr. Sinister and the Black Adam style, where it's just, like, the person's just getting either beaten the crap up or they're being mutated into something. Like, there's there's some cool possibilities. I don't know. It's really hard to pick. Especially for, I think heroes are really hard to pick for. I doubt I would put myself in it, to be honest. Um, I, I agree. They seem to be wanting to put people in them. For those who don't know, they ask you if you want to be in it. So it's not like these are special requests. Yeah, like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler didn't involve... Uh, that was before they started doing it? it. Yeah. Black... If I remember correctly, Black Adam... George was the first one in a sculpt. was Black Adam. And not, what Spider-Man was before no, Sinister. Superman. Sinister was the first one of the person. No, Sinister's in Chaos War. What? Oh, why do I keep... Uh, I guess I keep thinking he's in GSX for some day. But, well... Anyway. Logically, but... Um... I doubt I would have one myself in mind, unless it just really, really made sense. But um, I'd probably do Hellboy. So I def if I did Hellboy, I definitely wouldn't be in it. But they probably wouldn't let me do Hellboy because I doubt they have the right to. I don't even like. We've answered this the question of what we'd make a million times, but it's it is really hard to pick of how you'd be in the sculpt. Chris Britton just wanted to message you guys and say I listen to less podcasts. If you haven't thought of the name of that soda yet, it's called Doritos. I think that that does sound right. It's pretty much the only soda I will actually drink because it's not made with high fructose corn syrup and is instead made with actual cane sugar. So it's a tiny bit better for you. Also, Ferraris are ugly. We're not even going to get Drew and Matt are both not here, so we don't know anything about that crap. Drop that. Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan. Which speedsters do you like the best? Which anti-speedsters do you like the best? I think we pretty much just covered (laughs) that pretty well. Um... Uh, Turtle and Tarpit, or was it Tarpit? Yeah, Turtle and Tarpit are probably my favorite. Hunter's old, Hunter's old No Man's Land favorite. Uh, uh, Clayface. Clay, yeah, I was actually gonna say him too. Anti uh, Clayface speedsters. Um, I like that zoom uh, quite a bit. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really like speedsters. Like they're all right to play. I, I don't for the most part. I'm not part a huge either. fan. Yeah, me either. Um, that I think. I think that's it for. Facebook. Yeah, that's something different. Alright, and then let's see what we got on Gmail. I know we had a couple. Well, what about this Gmail right here? Austin, why are you such a sexy bastard? Sign, sexy woman, <laughs> number si- number 69. Hot, cute girl 69. Eric Linnell, number one. Who do you plan on making Harley's pudding? Oh, that's a hard one. I mean, like, really, as I said, she's a good filler piece. The Joker, man. Come on. It's got to be the Joker. Clayface. The first person Clayface. I do it on. <laughs> first person I do it on is going to be Joker for sure. But I can see myself playing Harley a lot. Yeah, she's definitely a, one of those pieces that... She's cheap enough, too, where you can fit her on a lot of teams. And her keywords, dear God. Number two, which speedster's dial is your favorite? Uh, the, uh, the Zoom that I covered, the Black Liner one. Yeah, I like... Uh... Max Mercury a lot too, just because he's a good leader for speedsters. Number three, when they make the Inhumans film, do you think it will be difficult to make Black Bolt and Medusa compelling on screen? No. I really hope Vin Diesel's Black Bolt. That is no. like yes. I like Vin Diesel. No. He's got to be quiet the whole time, and he's just Black Bolt's just built, and he's just there constantly. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I love the Inhumans, but I don't. I love. 
think Black Bolt is exceptionally compelling, mainly because of how he is. And I think if you get a decent actor in there to pull it off and it's all written well and shot well, I don't see why it would be... The thing is, I don't feel like they need to have Medusa, like... I mean, like, think about, like, a throne room scene. You have Black Bolt sitting up in his chair and he's just leaned back and not saying a word. And Medusa's just, like, looks over at him for a second and is like, the king says this or this or this. Like that's all they really need to do. They don't. I really to hope too far into they it. do do their do a scene where it shows them like going into their own like the garden place that they yeah. all go like in their minds and like really show their intimacy and all that stuff. Hopefully they do that in the movie, but that's a long time from now. We'll see. Number four: Are you more excited to play the rogues or the speedsters? Definitely rogues. Oh, rogues by far. Number five: Am I right that Flash zero zero one A? That's J by the way, the one I played. Uh, his first speedster trait, does it get around the rule of three since the addition occurs before the replacement? Yes, that's exactly why they worded it like that. And as far as I remember, that's the only power I've ever seen worded yep. that way. Um, let me... That's new ground they're breaking there. Let me... I have his card actually right in front of me here. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, that's actually a really cool idea. So the way they worded it, the first speedster, when the Flash's speed value would be modified... Instead, replace his speed value with the sum of the printed speed value and all current modifiers. So yeah, that's why they word it like that. Because you can't, as you know, you can't modify a value more than plus three or minus three. And what this lets you do is replace it instead. Um, it's kind of a weird wording, but hey, it I like it. I, it's a cool idea. As long as they don't do it for freaking defense or attack or damage... God, if they did it for damage, I will literally one-shot somebody. <laughs> it will be fun. But yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. Uh, it didn't On him, it doesn't matter much anyways. Cause because he's not like a ridiculous He dies of, before. Yeah. I, the highest I got him up to was like point. Oh was yeah, like I forgot. Technically he's got speed force, so you can keep building him up. Yeah, yeah. that's why they did it. Is so it, I guess if he's in a big points game, you could somehow get him up to like 8 or 9, and he'd be like a 25 movement flying around. But even then, he doesn't hit that hard. So it's pretty balanced on him. We need to do like a user challenge and see how many speed tokens any of our listeners can get on him. Um, I think that's it for Eric. Yeah, then we had. I know we had at least one more here. Jesse Robertson. Couple questions this time. You mentioned on the podcast there would be an ROC in Cincinnati. I tried to find info on that, but maybe didn't know where to look. Let's see. Did the guys? It was the guys that the last one we went to that were telling us about the yeah. When it's Cincinnati, let's look at the upcoming uh, schedule here. It's probably not on the event finder thing yet. Upcoming mm-hmm. league events. Yeah, go to Super Qualifiers Region. Hold on, I bet it's on here. Oops. It may not be coming up because it may not be a super queue. I don't know what that was all about. Here, swing back to the previous page and just hit... Because last time we just hit Super Qualifiers Regionals and it listed them all over on the left under ROC menu. Ah, that yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Yep. Okay. January 24th. You know, I don't see it on there either. Two-headed game, Cincinnati, Ohio. Where at? Oh, there it is. You blind, uh, son. Well, there's only like 45 of them here. January 24th, 2015 at Two-Headed Games in Cincinnati, Ohio. So what we did, we went to hcrealms.com. We clicked the ROC tab at the top. And on the left, there's a little menu that says ROC menu. And one of the options says Super Qualifiers and Regionals. And then that pulls up everything from last year and this upcoming year. Yeah, make sure you're under the 2015 season banner if that's what you're looking into. Because last time we started reading them off from the 2014 list. Um, He had a second part to that. He tried to find it. Do you have the info on that one? Also, saw results from the Indianapolis Rock where Glenn won. How was that event? Well, we talked about it uh, on a previous episode. It was really fun. Glenn was... Uh, Super Scroll was awesome. Super Scroll was so awesome. He definitely really knew how to play that piece. Oh, yeah. Um, he knew when to push it, what it was going to have when he did push it, what situations to pick which powers, how many... Depending on what click number he's on, should he risk you know, picking this many powers or should he 
play it safe. And I think what I liked about that was it shows that you don't necessarily have to play the absolute best in upcoming meta pieces, but if you play a piece enough and you know it well enough and it's a solid piece to begin with, yeah. you can go far with it. I think that piece is also very good for that format too. Yeah. With the longevity of that it has. Uh, rules question. On month number six map for War of Light, my cat Matui occupied a corner space on level four. Well, first of all, I have not seen this map, I don't think. It's the crazy, bizarre world like what Drew's talking about, I think. Let me attempt to pull it up real quick. If I can't pull it up in like 30 seconds, then I'm going to give up and just go based off of what you're saying. If My best bet to find it is going to be go to War of Light month 6 on the... Do you see War of Light 6 here or War of Light at all? The evidence might be in there. Whoops. Hunter's breaking everything. Whoopie kit, month six. That's all figures. There's a new website that's been making the way across Oh, yeah, and that guy, we forgot to do the, uh, we haven't done the interviews for that guy yet either. If he's listening, oh, we're doing I'm sorry. Interview? Yeah, remember I said I have a email que- or a interview questions I was going to forward to you guys and then have you answer them? Or maybe it was Drew I was talking yeah, to. Yeah, you hadn't told me that yet. Yeah, I'm out of the for, loop. Come on, man. I've been here every week for the last so many weeks, and Drew's been gone like 12 times now. Right, everybody, <laughs> set, record. <laughs> this moment it won't happen very often Austin's I'd been like to give through. Austin props <laughs> yes I am publicly making a gesture of goodwill and faith and appreciation to Hold Mr. On. Austin let me get Smith. my phone out real quick we're going to record this and I'm going to play it back to you every time you talk shit he has been here <laughs> uh, here we go okay oh god he's in this not a very good picture but Drew lied to me when Deal Drew was describing it, it made it sound like a bunch of different pillars of elevator. All right, he's on the corner uh, space on level four. Around the corner next to her was John Stewart, and adjacent to her on the other side of the corner. Okay, so let's say three. So maybe like one piece is here, piece there, piece there. Okay. Uh, was my John Stewart just her on the other side was Sornik, the opponent Sornik. Is John adjacent to her for movement and targeting purposes if he wants to target another character? Hope that's clear. If not, sorry. Um, if he's not, down elevated, it can't be adjacent. Anyway. Yeah, so down. it's very hard for us to tell what's going on in your situation. The the golden thing, rule, I guess, in the situation is when you when one piece is up in elevation and the other piece is below it, they are not considered adjacent at all for anything. If there's a ladder between them, here's the wording that you need to use. If there's a ladder between them, they can make close combat attacks at each other, targeting the other piece as if they were adjacent. But other than that, there's nothing that considers them adjacent. So even in that situation, they're still not technically considered adjacent. It's You can make a close combat attack as if you were, but you still technically aren't. So, I mean, any effects that require adjacency are not going to trigger when you're up in elevation and lower. It's just you can make an attack if you are next to a ladder or if you have leap climb, which we always forget about. Yep. You can do anywhere. So, um, technically, you can never poison up or down elevation. Right. Unless... Which make, I forget that one all the time because... Unless they make some special piece sometime eventually that I've been it. poisoned up and down stairs all day, every day, and I always forget about it. So hopefully that's what was going on in your question, but we're not 100%. We'll hear from you next week, I'm sure. Um, and then, did we... Yeah, we answered this guy's Hunter, questions. I love this Argus Agent sculpt. There's a lot of cool sculpts in this set. I hope everybody gets to well, what I, pick up some and enjoy this set. What I'm noticing is... They said something about the fact that their molds are now made with some new laser technology where they can get more detail out of them. I had heard that as well. And looking at these, like, there's all these little lines and little detail bits on just, like, the normal flat areas that are all one color that they used to not do before. Like, all the little segments in the armor for the Argus agent are showing. Uh, Same with the reverse flash. The reverse flash has all those little spikes all down his arms and all this crap like that. Really well done. Well, hopefully you guys learned something today for once from us. Drew is a... Hypocrite. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with the full crew, and uh, hopefully we'll actually be starting the Meta Toolkit series. You can go and play World of Warcraft with Drew. I'm gonna. That's what he's been doing the last three days. Play. Yeah, that's probably honestly why Drew Alderson <laughs> is not here. World I've been Warcraft. doing it, and I still showed up. <laughs> uh, but next week we'll be back with the Meta Toolkit series. If you guys don't already. Follow us on, uh, like us on our Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter. Those are the best ways to find out when a new episode's coming up. Because over the next few weeks, as we said before, we're going to be on uh, kind of a wonky schedule. Because uh, Drew works at a place that seasonally gets more busy. I guess would be the best way to say it. Yep. And as some of you guys may be familiar with, I'm just saying it's some sort of fancy package delivery group that you may or may not have used multiple times this week. So, they're coming up on their busiest season. So, we don't know when our schedule's going to be. We're going to try to stick to Saturdays, but we may be getting a little wonky here and there over the next couple weeks. So, And and I would like to thank the fans for not bringing up Fritos this week. That really made my week. Well, you just asked for more of them. Oh, I know it's going to happen now. You just opened the floodgates. (laughs) We'll see you guys. Later.